So um, worked patrol, and then in 2006, I was involved in a an officer-involved shooting where a guy tried to kill me, and my gun malfunctioned when I went to shoot the bad guy as he's got me in a chokehold. And that is was another kick in the pants because it made it all the more real that, hey, I could die. Can you, <laughs> can you break that story down a little bit? I mean, man, there, do, do feel, I mean, don't say anything you don't want to, but yeah, I, I no, what there was, uh, it was a defining moment in my life and it's kind of led me, you know, to where I am now dealing with the things, you know, that I'm dealing with, um, mentally, but there was a guy, he had a felony warrant for his arrest. Um, I was out checking hotels one night. I found out that his girlfriend, were you searching for him specifically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but not specifically at that time. So we would go to different hotels and check the registries, see who was there. Got so it. I went to one of our no-tell motel type deals, you know, and saw that this guy's, one of this guy's girlfriends was staying there. And I was like, oh, that's weird because she lives like three miles away. Why is she staying at, at the city hotel? And got my boss, um, got a canine guy up there, staged him at the back of the room, you know, my boss and I went to the door of the hotel room, knocked on the door, heard a bunch of crashing going through. I was like, yeah, the guy's, you know, he's going to get bit by the dog. This is going to be awesome. All right. Good work. <clears throat> and he ended up jumping on the roof of a house behind the hotel. I jumped up there. We got into a fight. Um, so he, he missed the dog, did not get him then. Dog, yeah, didn't get him. He jumped on the roof and the dog missed. Bel Belgian Malinois, you know how they are, dude. They're fucking land sharks are crazy. And uh, I got up on the roof. Uh, long story short, we got into a, a pretty long fight. It was about, I think, total from start to end was about eight minutes. That's a long fight. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm so that could be like a lifetime when you're in a fight. I think I was probably 120 pounds at that point in time, 130 with all my gear, 135. Um, he was a big dude, 6'2", 230. Oh. Yeah. Tweaker, high on math. Um, he ended up getting me into a rear naked chokehold. Um, so he had me like this. My head was on his abdomen, so my right ear was kind of on his belly button area. All right. And I couldn't see what was going on, but he was choking me out. And I'm like, I've, I've got to shoot this guy. I, I've like, I'm gonna, stop I could this. probably pass out or die yeah. right now. Um, he had already tried to use my taser on me and all, all this shit. shit. So I put my gun up to his left side, so like right here. And I couldn't see because my ear is here. So, you know, I'm looking down. Right. So I'm just feeling around, making sure that I make contact and I'm not just erroneously, you sure. know, shooting in the air. And I finally put it up the last time. I took my finger off the slide and put it on the trigger and I said, this is gonna be loud. And I squeezed the trigger and it went click. <laughs> right? He, some, for some reason, let up on the chokehold. I don't know if he knew what I was doing. Um, I was able to push out, clear the malfunction, come back up on target. And by the time that happened, 
the canine guy had gotten up on the roof. So the slide did not, when you pulled the trigger, the slide did not at all go back, no, just, no, just no, a click, was, nothing. It was just a click. Like a metallic click sound when you're clearing. Yeah, Holy it was just shit. a click. Canine guy got uh, back up on the roof, and after a few minutes, you know, more fighting. Did you try to clear out whatever you had to do and fire again? Yeah, so I, I cleared the malfunction. I came back up on target to shoot, and when I went to shoot, the canine guy had got up there and put him in a rear naked chokehold, and you know, then we were able to, after a few more minutes, we were able to get him into custody. Oh. But that's one of the things, right? Um, <clears throat> when you're, you're in the military or you're a cop, um, at some point in time, we always have <clears throat> these dreams. Right, like you go to use your gun and the bullet falls out. Mm -hmm. Or you go to use your gun and you're shooting but the bad guy's not going down. Or you have a misfire. And in the military and in law enforcement, they always teach us how to fix these mechanical malfunctions, right? You know, you slap, pull, tap, rack, pull, whatever, right, right. you know. Uh, platform you're using, you, these things are ingrained, it's muscle memory. You've right. done it thousands of times. But one of the things that they don't teach us or didn't teach us is how to fix that malfunction up here. Correct. You know? So, yeah, that was a fucked up situation. What did you do that... The worst nightmare came true. What did you do that night when you went home? Well, yeah, it, it's it's not like the movies where a cop gets into a shooting and, you know, he goes home and go drinking with his buddies, you know, like that. I mean, it's a lengthy process. Um, this happened like around 10, 1030 at night, and I didn't get home until 830 the next morning. Just because all the paperwork and reporting. But but so when you did finally get home mentally, what did you do? Did you talk to your wife? Did you take a nap, go to sleep? Yeah, because I didn't call her. Um, that night to let her know what happened because I was okay and there was no need for me to cause any issues with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as she knew, I was fine. I was working overtime or whatever. God. I didn't want her to be afraid about what happened. Did you do that a lot with your family, kind of shield them from stuff you saw every day? Yeah, you know, I would come home and tell stories, you know, about things, but you don't want to bring that stuff home. 